If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate with a friend for their promotion, baby, wedding, life thingy. Celebrate your team winning a big game. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2022, where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving your couch. Check out Drizzly, the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits right from your phone or computer and have it delivered right to your doorstep in under 60 minutes. Drizzly is the number one app for alcohol delivery. Download it from your app store or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Plus, Drizzly is currently giving every new customer $5 off their first order. Just use promo code FAST5 at checkout. So keep on keeping that couch warm by downloading the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Use promo code FAST5 for $5 off your first order. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, new podcast unit. Who dis? Did I keep the receipt? Mitch Trubisky is a stealer, and it happened again. The NBA has picked its hill to die on, and it's a dumb one. Mr. X joins me with his annual bracket deep dive. All that plus camel kills two. Your 40-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Tuesday, March 15, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Let's get to the fucking, as the saying goes. Actually going to give you a little bit of background info right now. I'm working on a new unit here. It's the PodTrack P4. It is a very small, very portable, going to be my travel podcast device that will allow me to deliver you the kind of content you want, no matter where I am, no matter where I'm traveling, and to not load my suitcase down with heavy equipment. I actually bought this unit once before, didn't like it, returned it, read another review about it and said, you know what, let me give it a second go. And I think so far, I like it. It sounds pretty good, right? It's got all the inputs I need. We're going to talk to Mr. X here in just a second. Wow, stuff is happening left and right all over the place. NFL free agency, Major League Baseball free agency, and of course the ramp up to the NCAA tournament. I don't think I talked with Andy because I think we were done by the time this news broke. Kirk Cousins' one-year extension in Minnesota. He basically got another year guaranteed. I believe now the tally on his guaranteed money going back seven years is well over $230 million. Not too shabby for a third-round pick who was buried behind Robert Griffin III. You know, Kirk thought he could have been a first-round pick coming out 
of Michigan State. He obviously had those ambitions. Every player does. But he did the work. He studied his ass off. He is so disciplined. He's overachieved. And he has made $230 million. And he understands leverage better than any quarterback. I know he's maybe the 14th best quarterback in the league on any given year. On games that he's hot, he'll put stats up like he's top five, but he can't Superman a team. He's led comeback, sure, but he makes no exceptional, wow, that really saved our ass kind of plays. And that's what the true unicorns do. But the reason I like Kirk is not any delusion that he's really that good. I like him for the fact he has beaten the system. I like him for his overachieving. I like him because having known him just a tiny little bit when he was in D.C., I know what he overcame. Being buried behind RG3, not being considered the guy, and overcoming asshat Bruce Allen and dipshit Dan Snyder. Kudos to you, Kirk Cousins. Meanwhile, the Vikings have kicked the can down the road one more year. Mitch Trubisky, Pittsburgh Steeler. Wow. And it happened again. The odds for the Steelers to win the Super Bowl went down, just like they went down for the Washington Commies when they signed Carson Wentz. I think the number I saw was 60 to 1, down to 75 to 1 for the Steelers. I can't wait to talk to Jay about this, hopefully tomorrow. I know he is going to be apoplectic. So, the NBA has picked its hill to die on with Kyrie Irving. And it's an odd one. So has New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Kyrie Irving in attendance on Sunday at the Nets game, in the stands, even went into the locker room with the Nets, but was not allowed to play because there's a private employer vaccine mandate that the mayor has said it wouldn't be fair to give an exemption to one guy. Then we'd have to exempt everybody. Well, then exempt everybody. But then the people that were forced to get it or got fired because they didn't would be mad. Yeah, and they'd have a right to be. But at least you'd be doing the right thing. You'd be doing the thing that makes sense. This is clearly no longer about your health, my health, anyone's health. It's no longer about stopping the spread or ending the pandemic. It's literally the inability of those in power to admit they were wrong. And it's disappointing that the NBA is not pushing harder against New York. See, this is where I thought sports would lead the way out of the pandemic. If for no other reason than crass economic reasons. Like, hey, we're trying to run a business here. Enough of this bullshit. I was hoping that they would be the ones to tell New York City, hey, if you don't fucking figure this out, we're never bringing the All-Star game back here. We don't care how big a market it is. We got all these other big markets. Put the heat on the city. Instead, the NBA has thrown in with them. The NBA has fined the Knicks, or excuse me, the uh, Nets and Kyrie Irving. Well, they find the Nets, not Kyrie, but they find him $50,000 because they let him into the locker room. <laughs> Never mind that he was walking around behind the bench as were who knows how many hundreds, if not more, unvaccinated fans were in attendance. It is so dumb, it makes your head hurt. And then otherwise smart people, smart people like Mike Wilbon, go on an unhinged rant about Kyrie on ESPN. It's so staggeringly disappointing, I guess. But that's only if I had high expectations for Wilbon. I don't. He's just a very well-read dummy, kind of like Kornheiser. They aren't people who believe in common sense or original thinking or want to take an independent stand and go, look, I think the vaccine is worthwhile for certainly people over 50, and I believe it reduces severity of outcomes. But guess what? There's no point to this shit anymore. End it. That's what he could have said. Instead, he went on an anti-Kyrie rant. Speaking of COVID, MLB has said that reporters and uh, reporters are welcome back in the locker room, but they must be vaccinated and boosted. Don't know how many boosters they need to have proven they've had. You know that Pfizer's CEO has said, oh, a fourth booster will be necessary. (laughs) And they have to wear masks. (laughs) 
just to do their job. Players don't have to. Only the dirty reporters. You know, I got to say, this is delicious. Because baseball writers were amongst the worst when it came to banging the drum and climbing on a high horse about the dangers of COVID and what we must do and cancel games and cancel seasons. Now, guess what? They're stuck in the stupid. And I'm actually kind of laughing. Before we get to Mester X, this story was staggering. Camel kills two in Tennessee. Yeah, you heard me right. Camel, as in big, goofy, hump on its back, big neck, camel, like Joe Camel, kills two at a petting zoo in Tennessee. Petting zoo, rural zoo, whatever. Camel had apparently had enough of something. And when the police arrived, it had already damaged a squad car and was attacking the police trying to rescue the men who had been stomped and or bitten and or who knows what it into a near death situation. They did end up dying, but they had to shoot the camel. This is not the first time a camel has killed. There's stories that popped up in the wake of this of a camel in India that got so sick of being out in the heat. Of course, I thought that's what they do. Maybe they like shade or a watering hole, but uh, apparently just snapped and not only killed its handler, but bit his head off. Yikes. There was another story in the United States of a woman in Louisiana who was attacked by a camel, and the only thing that saved her was biting the camel's testicles as hard as she could. Wow. Camels, of all the animals, I would have thought, you know what? I don't have to really worry about camels. I mean, they can maybe charge you. They might fuck you up a little bit. They're not going to kill you. Oh, no. Camels apparently can and will kill. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This ad is almost 3 million gallons long because it's exactly the same amount of time it takes for that much water to flow over the deck at Niagara Falls. So how does the deck stand up to all that water? Thompson's Water Seal. Just another reason they call us America's recognized brand in water protection. Weather protected, water sealed. Thompson's Water Seal. Trust the seal. Available at a retailer near you. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's my bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways, better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Zabe, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars. Now make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. All right, it is Mr. X time. Damn it! What? That's good, right? No. 
I only bet ten. But you won. What did I say? Huh? What did I tell you? It's a short thing. You talk about this crap like it's science, Tony. I lost a lot of f***ing money. You didn't lose. We could have turned your bullshit into a f***ing million dollars. My bullshit? Never think I might know what I'm doing! I'll just call myself Mr. X. Yep, you can't go wrong with Mr. X. New open, who dis? Mr. X, welcome to the most wonderful time of the year. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? It's a great time. You are you are working on two hours sleep, you say, because you have bracket fever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of messed up last night. The brackets came out. I actually had to get up at 7 this morning and take my dad to the doctor, and I was looking at brackets, and Mrs. X came wandering out. And Do you know what time it is? I'm like, oh, shit, it's 5 o'clock. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I had a hard time getting sleep last night as well. Now, a lot of that was being on West Coast time or Phoenix time and trying to mash my head down in the pillow and get to sleep at a reasonable hour. But honestly, a lot of it was just sports news adrenaline. The Brady yeah. announcement absolutely floored me. And you said via yeah. text it was the easiest prop bet money you ever made. You had Will Brady throw a pass in 2022 plus 500. And I'll be honest, I envisioned some kind of uh, – Month left in the season. We lost our starter. Do we want to put in a, somebody who sucks on a playoff team, or do we say, hey, Tom, come out of retirement? That's how I thought I'd win it. I didn't think I'd win it this way. Wow. How Did you release that to your subscribers at callmemrx.com? No, we're kind of in the offseason. So. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the there's a lot of us that want to play everything you play, albeit yeah. at a lower denomination? It's funny you say that. We actually have a new plan this year <laughs> because everybody, the feedback I get is people are tired of signing up season by season. They're like, can I just have the year? <laughs> so we're switching. Okay. All right. Yearly yeah. one. Literally every time you scratch a gambling itch, y- your yeah. people will know about it. Okay. Go to callmemrx.com for all the details. All right. Well, your who's are out of the tournament. So you got more time. You don't have to worry about their path to the final four. What do you think of the brackets? Who got the major hose jobs? What can't you justify? There's a lot of rightful screaming about Tennessee versus Duke, the seeding of them two versus three. Well, a couple of things there. First of all, how about the prop on four teams from the state of Virginia to make the tourney, and it's not UVA. (laughs) Let's see, Virginia Tech, Longwood. Right. Who else? Um, geez, Norfolk State and missing these. Oh, Richmond. Oh, there you go. Was that an actual <laughs> prop bet, or are you just saying it no, might have been? I'm like, how bad is Virginia that four teams out of this state make it? That's so that is that is true. Okay, all right. So so, so yeah. So there's some seeding arguments that are hard. To justify, there's some teams that were left out. Texas A&M, I think, should not have been left out. I think Michigan should not have been put in. I think that you you could make a strong argument that Tennessee, having beaten Kentucky twice, Duke only beat them once, and it was earlier in the year, and they haven't played very well since. Should have been a three seed, but they just rolled out the red carpet for Kay in his last dance. Well, yes and no. I think you're I think you're right, and I have a theory on this. It's called the full body of work mirage. Okay. okay. And here's what happens. If you can remember back to the college days when you spend forever writing some research paper and you're done and you realize you got something all wrong and you're like, eh, fuck, turn it in. Because <laughs> <Okay? laughs> if I change it here, I have to change it there. I have to change it there. I got to put, I'm turning it in. I think that this is what happens. You sit in that room, and, you know, they've been working on this. It's not like the old days where they do it on one day. They've been working on this. You know, they've been releasing it through the, through the last month. They've been working on it. They're working on it. They kind of get it refined. You do the seeds. You tinker with the matchups so you don't have conference playing conference. You get this whole 68-team grid going, and it's Saturday. 
and then stuff happens, like Tennessee wins or Texas A&M goes on the run, and you say to yourself, should we change it? And if we do, we got to review the whole thing and go back through. So, Or you say, we're going to go with the full body of work, and we can make our 3 o'clock tea time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's. I think there's a lot to that. I think at some point you can't tinker any further because there's so many limitations, restrictions, and principles you're trying to uphold. Right. There's so many trickle downs of moving this three to two. Oh wait, now they're matched up here. So it's like, look, we spend a month on this. It's an A minus. Let's go. Okay. That said, you know this is their only job. And that said. You should probably account for these tournament championship games in the seeding. I think you have to add some integrity to these money grabs. Otherwise, they're really going to be irrelevant. And there's an idea of, well, why don't you wrap them all up by Saturday night? Then you got all day Sunday to figure it out. Oh, and then we'll just take less money from Sunday television. I know. I know, I know, I know. I think what you're onto there is what I call a, you know, when, when your number eight bumps off number one, okay, so what? The one's a better team. But when you don't make adjustments for little ones, like, for example, Iowa-Purdue, they're two teams that were, what, the three and the five, yeah. almost identical records, really close. Damn it, Iowa beat them. Come on. Yeah. Give them some credit. You know, that sh- should matter. The, and they really were seated right where they would have been before the tournament started. That's not the old number one kind of, you know, when Auburn gets beaten round one, so what, let it go. But when an Iowa beats Purdue or a Texas A&M runs to the finals, how do you not give them some credit for that? Yeah. I think you The uh, Big Ten last year had nine teams. They got nine again this year. They had five teams last year wiped out in the first round. What the Big Ten – has done and what they are as a conference is kind of genius in a way in that they are all these big battleship programs of football and basketball with big institutional weight, big budgets. And so when they're all in a big mass, there's sort of an economy of scale and the NCAA always over orders from that side of the menu. And it's just because they end up making each other look kind of good because all these so-called quality wins rack up over the course of the season. I don't hate it, but I don't think it's right either. Well, they certainly, as I recall, were a huge disappointment last year. Um, The nine went in, and I I don't remember the numbers, but I know they they were embarrassed in the tournament. I think five went out in the first round. Yeah. And so you can, you can, you know, that says something, but... I don't know. They're strong, but you're exactly right. That formula works. And the best thing to do is to have a conference where you have five doormats that yes. just stay out of the way, like right. lapped cars in the Indy 500. <laughs> That's, that is true. Let the top teams uh, soak up the winds. Uh, you had a thought on Juwan Howard. Well, yeah, I'll get in trouble on this one. I actually bet uh, on Michigan to not make the tournament. I really thought I had something there because I thought they were bubble. And I thought when you close the doors and a bunch of 65-year-old white men are sitting around, they're going to go, yeah, let's, let's move him off the tournament and punish him for his actions. I really thought that, you know, the guys doing the, the data and the technology and the Joe Lenardi's might put him last team in, but all those old uh, athletic directors that are all old school might have pushed him out. Oh. So I took that shot and I lost Okay, well, I mean, look, they uh, you did lose on that, but here's the thing. The fear of being accused of, a, of, being, of being a racist yeah. is is ever-present. So there is, I think, a a definite sort of, well, okay, I don't want to make it look like we're being overly vindictive by keeping them out. But they don't. I don't think they deserve to be in. Meanwhile, Seth Davis has a bit of a challenge when it comes to geography. Doesn't he? What the hell was that? All right, explain what that was for those who didn't see it or hear it. When you're watching that um, uh, rundown show and they're going through the announcing the brackets, the first thing he says is Vermont has a big advantage playing in Buffalo. Why? It's freaking 400 miles away, Seth. Vermont travels 77 alumni. I mean, come on. 
I know. <laughs> Vermont going to just invade Buffalo? And and then in the same bracket, he says the same thing about, um, who was it? Connecticut. And it's like, Connecticut has got an advantage playing in Buffalo? And I thought, okay, whatever. And then about two brackets later, he said it about, who did he say, the third team? Oh, who was it? From the Northeast. Connecticut. Oh, Providence. I'm like, they're, they're <laughs> six hours away. I know. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell him where Buffalo is. How about you maybe analyze the matchups more than just pointing out your bad well, geography? Okay, if you're going to do it by geography, you can do better than that. How about Wisconsin's playing in Milwaukee? Isn't that in Wisconsin? Yeah, that's a huge advantage, and that's where I am right now, and I'll well, be there. I'll be there not for the game on Friday night. I'll be in Vegas, oh, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, no, I guess I missed that invite. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Zay Vegas didn't happen this year, but I'm going for one night with a, uh, a men's club golf trip to Mesquite for a oh, week. Do I need to be in the Casablanca in Mesquite for one week, Mr. X? No. No, I do not. But these are hardcore golf nerds, and it was the first time I said, okay, I'll do the trip. And I'll probably have a grand time, but it's just it's not my idea of like, oh, great, another day in Mesquite. <laughs> they just miss that flight, make it three days, you'll be fine. <laughs> No, it's no, it's a tur- so no, it's a whole oh, dude, dude, it's a whole tournament with scorekeeping and rules and handicaps and prize payouts and sure. shirts. I love it, by the way, and I love the fact I'm finally an Indian, Mister X. I no oh. longer am a chief. I just have to show up and sit cross-legged in the teepee when the time is right. I'm I'm very much looking forward to that first golf trip that is not mine. That I've been on in twenty plus years, and now you can bitch about stuff <laughs> <laughs> and say, "Well, I would have done this this way." Oh, whose idea was this? I don't hate that guy. He shows up on the day and it's like, "Why are we playing at ten? Why didn't we play at nine? I am going to try to be my best, yes sir, no sir, and just you know salute and keep marching, kind of guy. That's right. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the the, the geography geography thing is. It's not insignificant, but you better have a big school that travels a lot of alum, and you better be really close. Vermont going to Buffalo is no advantage whatsoever. Now, you have a question, uh, a, a theoretical question of what is the correct number of brackets any one person should fill out? Well, let me tell you, by the way, the first person to chime in on the Buffalo thing was your pal Scott Shirey whose Arkansas team is playing Buffalo, right. who had to point out to me that Arkansas is a thousand miles away and it's a longer trip than Vermont has. I'm like, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. He's got Vermont. Let's yeah. go. Okay. The brackets. You know, I, I guess my rule on that is I really don't care if you submit a whole lot of brackets, but you should only be allowed to talk about one. Right. That's true. You need to have one that's your primary or best best effort bracket. Enter every one you want. Do whatever you want. But do not tell me that on one of your brackets you had Yale over Purdue. I don't right. care. I know it's like it's like fantasy teams. If you if, you know, oh, it, it's also like the I forget whose theorem this was, but if you give uh, enough monkeys, enough typewriters, and enough years, eventually they'll bang out Shakespeare. There you go. It's like it's like in my house, no NBA talk. I don't want to hear about brackets, brackets, brackets. Right. But you know, because we all know who wins these pools. You know, you know who wins them. It's 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 never anybody that knows anything. Well, that and well, and that's the thing is why don't the pundits? Why don't the uh, Jay Billises of the world and the other coaches, the coaches like Seth Greenberg, who are on the set on ESPN four nights a week? all year long that talk to other coaches why why is their knowledge not so good that them filling out a pool sheet would effectively ruin most office pools because it would win almost all the time why not the first thing i did uh, this morning was text our mutual friend ex-coach chris naki yes and said hey because of course he knows his hoops as well as anybody knows every player, knows the teams, admittedly knows not square one about gambling. 
and doesn't care to, and that's fine. But I like to know, hey, Chris, who do you, you know, what do you think, right? And I said, who, who's, who's good and who's overrated? And he gives me a great response, and he says, the two best teams I've seen all year are Gonzaga and Arizona, the one and two. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, my theory on trying It'll to win the thing. insight for that yeah. one. My theory is to pick three one seeds and a two. Or three one seeds and something else. I don't know if that's historically the trend lately, and it could change in a moment's notice, but some teams are just way better than others. Yeah. Well, Zay, a couple years back, my oldest sister, Sister X, who if you said, hey, Coach K's retiring, it was a 50-50 shot, she'd say who, okay? (laughs) Okay. She would, we do the family bracket, 20 of us. And not only did she win, she was in the ESPN top 0.4% in the country. Okay? Why? Because she went to Virginia. She went to grad school at Texas Tech. Her best friend went to Auburn. Boom. Guess what? She had Virginia over Texas Tech in the championship. Auburn in the final four. You, you know, you, every, you know, there's always somebody who matches everything out there because of something like my stupid sister who picks the school she went, you know. Yeah. So you can't you can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no way. Um, what's the correct protocol now that everyone, not everyone, lots of people are working from home when it comes yeah. to ditching work on Thursday or Friday yeah. to go out to the bar and watch? You know, uh, X2, who is, you know, it's what, two Boy. years out of college, yeah. um, asked me this week about what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I said, look, do not call in sick on Thursday. The world knows what that means. I said, if I am your boss, take Thursday and Friday off. Take half days Thursday and Friday, but give me three days notice just so that I'm not expecting you to be here. Tell them you're not coming and don't come. You know, especially when you're working from home. It's like, no, nah, I'll put in a few hours and I'll call and say, no. Well, wait a minute. Tell them, if you're working Friday, I'm off at noon. If Done. you're working from home, you don't have to take time off. You just have to well, not do your work. They're not going to yeah. know. Well, you know what? I'm a, I'm a believer and do it the right way. The point is, wow. you got leave. You tell them, hey, I'm out. Of, I'm, if you and I are, you know, if you and I are the age to be in charge, and the 25-year-old kids are saying I'm out at noon Thursday. We know why. I it's know. okay. I know. But it, what, here's what's funny. How about, remember the old uh, panic button on your brackets or panic oh, button yes. on the computer where, like, when the when you first were able to watch some of the games yes. online, they had, like, a panic button that would dump you out of watching the game immediately. And do you know what it used to do? It would put up a fake spreadsheet. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm working away here, boss. I tell you what, the Johnson Sales. account has really put our numbers over the top. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay, let's get some of your matchups, longs, uh, shorts, the annoying TV upsets that are all trendy, uh, and then you've got a thought on Sister Jean, who's 102 years old now, as Loyola Chicago is back in the dance. Mike, we hate Sister Jean. <laughs> I, I don't hate her, but I hate the hype about her. I said she was overplayed three years ago, and I got sick of her. And then I gave her shit because she left early in the Final yeah, Four game that they got beat. And I'm like, oh, yeah. some super fan you are. Uh-huh. And and they all were like, well, you know, come on, she's 98. She's got to leave early. Does she leave early when they win? No. That, 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 that's exactly what I said. You know, like, older oh, when you lose, yeah. and then you win. Right, right. They're like, well, they didn't want her getting caught up in the crush of the fans afterwards. I'm like, uh, I, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, but not after wins, right? Yeah, no, so that's, that's right. jumped the shot. All right, so give us some upsets, Mister X. Who do you got? Well, I will say this: a couple of thoughts. I, I'm obviously only a day into this, but what I like to the disappointing part is I usually have a short list of like, let's call it teams to short that you think are overrated or teams that you think are underrated and quick analysis of the bracket. It's like they screwed me and put them all together. You know, like if you, the two teams you want to lose or you think are going to lose and they end up matching up, 
Oh, well, that that's no good. For example, I was going to short Duke and short Michigan State. Boom, they match up, you know, right in round two. That's unfortunate. Okay. Some sleepers I had. I loved. I liked Murray State and I liked San Francisco. Bang, they play in round one. So that kind of that's happens. one of the weirdest matchups ever. Just in terms yeah. of the names of the schools, the two different schools. You know, Murray State has never played Kentucky, and yet they're in the same state. And they could play in the second round if chalk holds. Yeah. Murray State's yeah. the seven ten higher seed, and Kentucky, the two seed, gets St. Peter's. I don't know. Well, I do know what it is. The seven ten. Uh, maybe the data doesn't prove this, but the seven ten they always love to say is an upset one. It, the sevens are kind of the end of the good teams or the big comments. Yeah. It's usually the start of the others that are really good and you don't know it. In the seven ten this year, three of the sevens are favored by a point. Okay, and the other one is a pick'em. So those are four dead even games. When the tens win, we're going to hear, oh, look at the tens upsetting the sevens. It's not an upset. Those are right. even games. Just like Michigan as an, uh, what are they, 11? Um, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan's an 11. 11, and they're favored by three points over the six. I mean, so, you know, when these, look, when you watch the local news, which I don't know why I said that. I haven't watched local news in 20 years. But if you watch the news and they, and they, and they talk about an upset, fine. But when you're watching sports show and these guys talk about upsets, when an, when a favored 11 beats a six or a or a 10 beats a, a seven in a pick 'em game, and you're like, man, you know, this is a sports show. That's not an upset. Yeah. You've got to know more than that. Okay. Here's what's interesting. I They showed on uh, CBS the graf- graphic of – 16 versus ones all the way down to the nines versus eights and the win percentage. Okay. So what's interesting is where you see the jumps from one to the next. It's not necessarily a smooth curve. So a 16 over a one uh, has happened once. We know that. Do we have to talk about that one? No, we don't. And it's so (laughs) it's at 0.7%. So less than a percent uh, winning outright. The 15 versus two is a 6% happenstance uh they're nine in 135 lifetime then it jumps from six percent to 15 percent so that's the first big jump when you go to 14 versus three the 14 three is a 15 percent chance of an upset straight up then it jumps six points roughly to 21 percent in the 13 versus four then it jumps 14 percent that's the biggest jump from one seed to a net to the next the 12 five is the definite sweet spot. They're at 35%. But then it flattens. It goes 35%, 37%, 40% from the 12-5 to the 10-7. So it's a flat plateau in that middle part of the matchups. And then what absolutely floors me, but maybe it shouldn't, is that the 9 versus 8 is a 50.7% split. So the committee really seeds the 9-8 game correctly, don't they? Uh, if you're going to take 50.7 and call it anything more than a coin flip. Well, that's I mean, the thing. Like, it's, I would have thought at I would have thought they would have probably fucked it up that it's a 51-49, like a 2% yeah, margin. No, no. Maybe. It's right but, on it. Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, the last eight and the first nine are one team apart. I mean, it's not, you know, it's yep. not a margin. But by the but, way, but, the, but there's these, nothing scientific about nine versus eight. These are, this is a hand matchup, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like eight could well, have been 45% because it jumped true. up 10% from the 10 versus seven to the nine well, versus eight. It's a 40% upset on 10 seven and a 50%, 50 50 proposition on nine versus eight. I don't know. It reminds me yeah. of every time I'm talking about. Gee, Mr. X, I wonder what the record is when so-and-so, yada, yada, this and this, and you say, well, probably probably, probably 50-50. Yes. Well, you know what, though? When you went through that, it made sense in the sense that once you go above, there's nothing magic about 12, 13, 14, but what it is is in most years, 
the 12s are the end of the at-large teams, and the 13 are the automatics that may not be any good. Right. If you're if you're a good team that wins that small conference, you're probably seeded 10 or 11. But when you're a, an average bad team that wins a small conference, and you're the, you're sitting in the 13-14 spot, so that's why you get the jump there because that's where you go from. You have to be invited to you want to be invited. You know, um, when you usually the difference between the 13 and the 12s, like this year, is 12s are who we pick, 13s are who we have to pick. So that's why there's a margin there. All right. Um, before we finish the NCAA, we got to get five minutes on baseball. Uh, your thoughts, and also you want to weigh in on uh, uh, Calvin Ridley and, and the gambling because that, that's a hell of a story. That was just Monday of last week, so that was a week ago, almost a day ago. But uh, last thoughts on the tournament. Do you have a final four, or do you not give that out? By the way, subscribers, they want, right. to know, they want to know, like, how do they get NCAA info? Oh, it's there. We'll do the, we do the tournament separate for those that just want to hang out and do the NCAA tournament. All right, call me MrX.com. Yeah. All right, are you going to give your final four here? Or no? Um, I will say this. I'm not sure that I've. Re- I'm not. I'm not being coy. I haven't really dug into it, but I will say this: all the threes are better than all the twos. You know, so everybody loves to pick a big underdog. Right. But like you said, you know, you pick underdogs, you end up with nothing. The ones are good. The threes are good. If you pick ones and threes and mix them in a little bit, you'll be good. I like Kentucky, but I don't like any of the other twos. Don't like Duke. Don't like Villanova. I'm not sure I like Auburn. I would take the three over the two just about everywhere. Maybe not Kentucky, but all the others. Yeah. Um, so, my, you know, when I get around to it, the final four is going to be the ones and the threes. I'm not sure the exact combos yet. But okay. like Chris Naki says, it's Gonzaga and Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. What, did Cynthia Freeland give him that information? <laughs> no, I don't know if she does that. I would hope her computer can do it. And what was it? Um, the two guys doing the show, uh, Seth, what's his name, uh, Davis, Seth and Clark Kellogg, they're the experts. One of them had Gonzaga over Arizona, and the other one had Arizona over Gonzaga. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thanks a lot. Uh, Seth Davis did have Wisconsin number one and number two. Seth so. Davis did have Wisconsin in the final four. I think that's a bit of a reach, to be honest. But well, we shall see. I'll be rooting for him. That's for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a quick fun story, Zay. Back in December, I was talking to one of my kids about basketball and. He liked Wisconsin, and he liked Auburn. And Auburn, this was early. And I looked, and I grabbed Auburn. He said they were 30-1 to 1 to win the title. I grabbed him at 60-1 to 1 to win. And a couple months later, when they're all of a sudden the top one or two team, and they've moved up, I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. And he's like, you can't have them at 60-1. to 1. And I said, yeah. And I looked at it. Sure enough, I got a betting ticket that says Auburn, 60-1 to 1 to win the NCAA football championship. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, let's talk baseball strike. Give me your baseball. thoughts. I can do that in 15 seconds. When we did this before, we said, there's not a lot of meat in this this argument. And the night before the strike, they're scrolling that the stumbling block is on the draft formation for the international, international. player pool. Yeah. And you're like, that should be done over coffee in 15 minutes. Yeah. And the next day they did finally settle it. But there was just never really anything here other than we want to beat you, whatever you say is no good. But they never really had anything of substance in this strike compared to every other work stoppage that had some serious differences of, of opinions or philosophies. This one was so insignificant. At least they're not missing any games. Uh, but, you know, every time I try to dig in and say, oh, gee, I wonder what the impasse is, you look at it and go, and? And? That's it? And, yeah. So, well, come on. You, know, the, so, the, you know, the Team Boris guys, the executive council, they were like, no, fuck this. This is a terrible deal still. And they're all the ones with the, you know, with the uh, nine-figure contracts. Yeah. The rank and file said, what, you're going to raise, you're going to give us a 20% raise in the next three years? We're in. Let's fucking go. Well, you know, Zave, it, seriously, what it comes down to is remembering that the leadership of an association represents all members, you know, all 650 players. Ah, it's probably different now. I don't know why I said that number. It used to be 650 players. 
you represent them all. So every time you sit there and talk about a DH, well, okay, you take away the DH, you add a pitcher. I mean, you're, it's, it, it's Six not, of one, half dozen of the other. Exactly. Yeah. And then you sit there and you talk about, oh, they're not bringing these kids up early enough that should be on the rosters. Okay. So that's an, a roster spot for Geraldo Parra or some other veteran in, who's in his later years and kicks around longer because you're holding back the rookie. I, is that wrong? I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying, and big deal. You're paying this guy instead of that guy. Is that wrong? Is that somehow bad to your overall membership? I don't know. No. I don't see why. You know, It's, it's robbing Peter to pay yeah. Pedro. It's and, basically the same thing. And I don't think the players were ever really able to formulate anything into how they were being hurt by anything. It was just, yeah. we don't like what you're doing here. And they're like, and? Yeah, exactly. And we don't like that you're not bringing up guys like that are superstars and you're holding them back till June. And, and I'd be on the other side of the table going, and we're paid the veteran who makes more for a while. So... It just, it just never made any sense. Apparently, and I, I, I just looked at MLB.com to see if I could see this, but one of my guys on the text thread said that the ghost runner in extra innings is back after supposedly being dead because oh, the players apparently liked it. Now, I've, I'm going to ch- chase this down, but that was something huh. one of the guys in our thread said, and I'm looking at MLB.com. I don't see it right now. They might still be dickering around with the basic rules. At this point, well, nothing would shock me. What they did do that made sense was they kind of said, okay, we're going to play, and we've got all the money, and we're going to have a window to look at some rules. Like, let's not hold it up for that. So they, that was smart to right. say we're going to change some rules, and some of it is to be refined, but let's go. And I thought they were getting rid of we'll, that. We'll make, I, I don't we'll make up. The, we'll, we'll we'll settle on the rules after Peter's mom gives us lemonade and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we go out to the backyard. But right oh. now, we're eating peanut butter and jelly with lemonade. We'll exactly. figure out the rules later. Uh, did you make any sense of uh, of uh, Nelson Cruz signing with the Nationals, who are supposedly in rebuild mode? He, by the way, is twenty years older than uh, Juan Soto. Could be his dad, basically. Easily, yes. You know, nobody will ever say this. But what that is, is, okay, we've got some money. Let's sign this guy. With any luck, he he has a halfway decent season, and he will be trade bait in July. All they did was buy trade bait. Yeah, makes sense. And and, and I had... Okay, now I get it. God damn, that's genius. You're buying trade bait. I don't know. It's He's, just money, him, and you won't well, have to pay him for the whole year either. Well, you're paying him $12 million a year, so if you if he plays for you half a year, you just spend $6 million on some draft picks. I don't know. You got money? Buy some draft picks, I guess. Yeah, I mean, a couple prospects. Who knows? What you're doing. Um, you know, so, but I don't know why. You, there's a, it makes more sense for them than it does for um, a, an old guy like him who has one or two, one contract left. Why would you want to go to the Nats? I guess the reason is everyone was willing to pay. Yeah. You asked about Sean Watson and Ridley, though. Yeah. Um, and I skipped that. I'm a big believer in rules are rules. Don't break them and then say the rule sucks. I go through that with my kids all the time. They tell me it's a bad rule, and I'm like, but you knew it. You know? So Ripley knew the rule and he broke it. But how long can we sit there and watch NFL games where every single commercial is manning and, and, and betting and I, I'm so <laughs> all sportsbook commercials and then you're going to kick this guy out for a year for $500 bets. How, what, it's time to look at that. Yeah. Why the hell would a guy making millions even give a shit about betting $1,500? I mean, come exactly. on now. And he bet three, well, he bet three parlays. <laughs> Including yeah, monster parlays, five and eighteen parlays. You yeah. dumb shit. Can I? I wanted to say, hey, Calvin, can I take your action? Because yeah, I'll handle it. <laughs> I mean, that's the same thing. He pays the guy that washed his car. I know. I, right, five hundred bucks. Here, here you go. I'm the, rich. I'm a pro. The NFL's big on their conduct, but in the in the in the public opinion, I think we know what's worse between Ridley and Watson. Yeah. Don't. The Watson thing is complicated, and people want to make it black or white, and they want to climb on their high horse and make big pontificating statements. But 
It's complicated. He's a dirtbag, and he definitely was yes. you know, angling for some extra shit with his massages. Sure. But did a crime occur? Is there some civil liability there? That's for the courts to decide. Sure. I'm not going to get on my high horse about it. He's not legally in trouble. He should be tradable. He should be able to play. He'll get a suspension from the league. The dogs will bark, as Naki says, but the caravan will move on. Mr. X, we got to move on. Uh, okay. CallMeMrX.com is the site. Good luck with the uh, tournament, and we'll chat next week. All right? Sounds good. See you there you then. go. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you very much for listening and downloading. Spread the word. Rate and review. Tickles the algorithm. I kind of like this PodTrack P4. If it actually saves this 45-minute file intact, that's always the moment of truth. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.